What season is this? Ready? Season five. Five. Four. Welcome back to season over under season four point five. <laughs> Welcome back to Small Brains Big Picks season uh, over under four point five. We'll over, let the fans yeah, yeah. decide. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. If you if you want to comment on our face Instagram live, yep. It's Thanks. all Facebook. It's all Meta. Thanks to our sponsor, Draft Queens. Yeah, Draft Queens. Yeah, yep. Do you know that in Oklahoma they're apparently going to put laws in place to make it illegal to be a drag queen? Yes, I I think I saw something about Tennessee too. Wow. Um, yeah. No, the no fun police are really in power in the states. Yeah, I, it's, it's certain types of fun, I guess. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Yep. So here we are, back at it. Yeah. This is this is episode two of the reawakening. The reawakening. Yes. 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 Uh, how's how's things been? I haven't seen you in I know it, a week it, and a half or so. Yeah. <laughs> things are good. How are things? Who who are who are you even? Oh, I'm Evan. The the, the people know me well, uh, yeah. but Evan of Small Brains Big Picks fame. Right. Um, yeah, and you, Andrew of of famous last words fame. Cool. Well, which is our other podcast. Back. Which, if you haven't subscribed or like, you should do that. You should absolutely. Yep. Um, um, how you been sleeping recently? I've been sleeping well. Yeah. How How about you? Do you have uh, some data on that? I I was just gonna check. So I've recently become obsessed with my sleep scores on on my Fitbit. Oh well, that's all the time we have for that today. I got uh, a seventy-four yesterday. For for those who are wondering, not great. Not, se- not seventy-four horrible. out of a hundred or a thousand. It's out of a hundred. It's out of a hundred. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. I spent fifty-nine uh, percent of my time in light sleep. Mm. All okay. right, that's all the time we have for that segment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As always, now you can start listening to the podcast. Okay, uh, Teresa, who are you? Oh hi, I'm Teresa. <laughs> what's your sleep number score uh unknown because i don't have a fitbit or anything cool that you guys gotta get on that train get i on know that train. i kind of yeah. want it yeah well yeah. maybe in the future maybe santa will bring you one yeah. <laughs> well i was telling evan i want that like fancy ring which i can't remember the name That's of it sweet. now yeah the sleep ring sleep ring sure. i think it starts with a q or something the sleep ring q yeah. yeah that's um, what would be a good name for a cult as well the sleep ring the sleep ring yeah <laughs> yeah that it's would like be my favorite sleep in public places <laughs> <laughs> any kind of cult that involves a lot of sleeping yeah. i would join yeah for sure. it's true it's, it would be a nice cult yeah um maybe we're all part of a cult maybe sleeping is a cult and it's just become so indoctrinated maybe sleeping is a lie you heard could it here be. first could be sleeping is a lie it's all, all right. part of it's a, a, it's a lie i want to be a western part of. exceptionalism yeah. So should we roll right into it? Oh, I thought we started already. Oh, we st- yeah. Well, let's let's start then. So okay. here's my thing. My thing is not about sleep. Oh wait, how does this work, Evan? Describe how this. Oh, podcast so we're gonna works. we're gonna just each kind of keep it informal and each just share something that's really been on our mind or that we've been wanting to talk about or have some some dialogue with uh, a friend about. Um, are we the friends? You guys are my friends right now. Okay. Um, so each just kind of share one or two things, and then we're going to play a little uh, game in between. Today we're going to do a little over-under um, mm-hmm. for our sponsors, Draft Queens. Draft Queens. Um, so, illegal in Tennessee. Yeah. <laughs> Draft Queens are illegal in Tennessee, yes. Um, but anyway, um, so my first one to start us off is with baseball season around the corner, um, 
I've been thinking a lot about the the pitch clock, and it's been all in the media with the pitch clock now being used actually in MLB games the first time. So did you see it yesterday? I was, the Red Sox thing. So crazy. So I wanted to bring that up. So the new rule is uh, 15 seconds, 15 second pitch clock. Pitchers have 15 seconds to, with no one on to throw a pitch. 20 seconds with a runner on or with any runners on to throw a pitch. And batters, I didn't realize this until I saw this yesterday, batters at eight seconds left have to be in the box looking at the pitcher or it is an automatic strike. And so yesterday, Red Sox game, preseason, spring training, but still bases loaded, six to six, bottom of the ninth, two outs, three and two count. The most tense situation in all of sports, I would argue. Bottom of the ninth. Bottom of the ninth, three and two, two outs, bases loaded, tie game. And they called the batter out for not being in the box. Automatic strike. Automatic strike three for not being in the box until seven seconds. Um, Like had one foot out. Game Well, no, game game over because they don't do extra innings. Usually would have gone to extras. But game over and a tie because of that. Um, And I don't know. So, I mean, first of all, what do you think about the pitch clock? Uh, Well... I think the pitch clock is intended for the casual fan to enjoy baseball more because there's a lack of action in baseball, or so they would seem. Actually, there's been studies done that there's more action per second watched in baseball than in football. And hmm, basketball is, of course, the highest in this. Yeah, yeah, basketball, yeah. the ball is always moving. Yeah. Um, I don't. I think that they're they're monkeying with things in a game that appreciates longevity in the way that mm-hmm. baseball does. They're really monkeying with something that's going to really affect games. I mean. They also ban the shift, so averages are going to go up. But like, there's I just think they're they're they don't let any of these rules sit long enough to give a bigger sample size. Mm-hmm. And how much time is this going to take off exactly? Uh, yeah, I don't know that this is the uh, that this is the solution. I do. I am pro baseball making some types of changes with how they do things. Like, I'm not against that. The pitch clock seems weird. It's just like. And, you know, any change, drastic change in the game is going to feel weird to on like the purist inside you. But it feels very weird as a pitcher knowing like those moments where you're really staring down a batter and like you're playing that mind game. That mind game doesn't really happen so much. And when you're worried about getting in the back on the mound in 3.1 seconds after you get the ball and like immediately getting the pitch and delivering. So it changes the nature of the sport in a lot of ways. Um, obviously, professional athletes get paid millions of dollars, and so they'll adjust, and we'll see what those adjustments look like. They're probably 90% favoring hitting, which the league wants. So it's not only faster, but it's also more Cut runs. Down on strikeouts. Less strikeouts, more home runs, more big hits, more things that people who don't know anything about baseball will find exciting. Um the worry that I have is ultimately I'm like I just I wonder whether baseball is difficult for the smartphone generation. Like people just need instant highlight clips every few seconds and baseball that is more of like a slow drawn out like appreciation of individual specific hard to see moments and movements and shifts and mind games like I just think the smartphone generation in some ways just fundamentally struggles with baseball. Yeah, I, I really think there's a, a lack. Like, I think the baseball is boring narrative just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me because, like, in a generation of people who are are constantly multitasking, mm-hmm. like, baseball should be the perfect sport 
you know, like, sure. and there's so many teams in baseball. There's, you know, there's 30 teams. So there's 15 games a day. You could be in a situation where you're constantly seeing action. If, if people like baseball, I think the problem is baseball still relies on a regionalness to appreciate it. Sure. And actually, okay. if you were like the way most people like the NBA now is they don't like the NBA. They like the players. They like or yeah, just follow a specific player. They don't even care about a team. Right. Um, which is a whole nother conversation. What do you think? Do you think baseball is boring, Teresa? Baseball is the new classical music. Wow. Whoa. 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 <laughs> um, I hope not. I mean, it's just, it's, it's hard for us because we, we have a lot of stake in the game and we've loved it for a long time. It's hard for me to like read what people see as boring, but I, I do appreciate that the league's trying to change things to try to see if they can like hold on to a hold on to and access a different viewer base. I don't know if the changes are the right ones though. They're probably not. Um, so we'll, well see. I didn't mean that all is like a bad thing. Like <clears throat> baseball mm. is boring because classical music is boring. Because I don't think that's completely true either. I think it's in a, it's facing the same kind of like audience yeah. struggles where, yeah. you know things have changed since the beginning of both of the <laughs> industries yeah. and um yeah it's like looking for new ways to find younger newer audiences and i think they mm-hmm. both think you know it's well people don't have great attention spans so let's make it shorter and let's yeah uh make do something flashy and which feels like it makes sense which i actually think but you're it, it's like yeah i don't know it's it it has pros and cons to it because, I mean, I was not a baseball fan when I was, like, a kid. Like, I was vaguely aware because my dad liked baseball and we would go to, like, minor league games and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, so I didn't become, like, a baseball fan until I married Andrew. And I don't know. I mean, I like it even though it is slow. Like, I don't watch it that much on TV, but I really like going to baseball games. And what mm-hmm. I like about it is that it is like a half day thing and it's a whole event and yeah. you can hang out, you can walk around, you don't have to yeah. watch every second to enjoy it. And I actually really like that. And I wonder yeah. if there is like a similar connection with like classical music is like, it doesn't have to be exciting every moment for you to enjoy it. Like sometimes you just want to sit and listen and be like calm and, so maybe you want to tune out. Maybe you want to think about sure. your own thoughts. And yeah. like, I think both classical music and baseball lends that. So if you're like we're trying to rush everything, you do ruin that a little bit. Yeah. I do think the thing that's really interesting, and this is kind of, we got lost. We're going a little far afield from what you're originally talking about. But I think the thing that everyone loves, the thing I love about baseball and the thing that makes it different than hockey, than football, than basketball, um, than soccer is the clock can't beat you. Yep. And yep. like people like think that's so like, that's the m- one fundamentally unique thing about baseball is that the clock cannot beat you. Right. And I think that like, this is creeping into like a made up rule. That's unless this rules around for a long time, it's going to be like this made up minuscule change to the sport has a big impact mm. on like, the way the game is played because I do think I mean I watch the Super Bowl I don't usually watch football but like so much of the game is manipulation of the clock unless yeah. the teams are playing each other yeah you know what I mean so golf the clock can't beat you either right that's another one golf yeah. so yeah. golf is the other industry that they are like experimenting with 
like crazy amounts to oh, like gather new younger audiences so okay. it's interesting like like baseball golf and classical music are all in this like space yeah yeah and i wonder i think it's I think there's areas where it's a real thing and then it's also like there's areas where it's kind of an oversimplification of people to just reduce what excites people to short attention spans and needing cool exciting stuff and like brighter colored uniforms and like I think that is an oversimplification um, but I also don't know the real answer of like what's going to get people uh, in different types parts of the country and the world watching baseball and more young people watching baseball or playing baseball more importantly to me. Um, I, th I think that baseball's problem, if we want to identify baseball's problem, is not the pace of play. The, the part of baseball's problem is the players, the best players are all are not terribly interesting people. Like the, Did you the, see that the post Jacob about DeGrom. Jacob DeGrom? Yeah. 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 Did you see this, Teresa? Uh, it was this he's holding up like a chalkboard like my first day of school chalkboard yeah. and it's like favorite food hamburgers what do you love your family heroes none you yeah. know like, best friends <laughs> teammates yeah like oh boy your favorite drink beer like it's just like <laughs> the and then the caption the caption on the post was like was like quote baseball has a marketing problem and then it was like baseball's best players and shows that picture like oh, no. i mean that's the some of the best the some of the best american players at least in the league are very very boring but then there's also people who are not that who we've talked about before on this podcast like just the marketing problem that i think baseball has and yes jacob degrom may be virtually unmarketable um, <laughs> unless you like watching a fastball on the outside corner right but as a personality he is less marketable than the average person's great-grandfather um uh so i i i think that's difficult but also like i don't know in the dominican republic they do not have trouble getting young people to who also have smartphones to like baseball and like, in japan it or in japan or in it's, Korea, it's the cool thing to like baseball. Like, while you're playing basketball, oh, you're kind of weird and off kilter that you're playing basketball. You're not like going to play baseball like everyone else. Like, so it's also a culture, a cultural thing about like something about just the things that our media portrays as cool in our country mm -hmm. and that our culture portrays as cool. Um, it's not like intrinsic in baseball that it can't be cool. Yeah, because like at least in Japan, like it is a whole event and it's like there's songs and cheers and i mean you we've know we've been yeah. we've been needed that in american baseball like, the coordinated cheers the way mm -hmm. that dc you ever been to a dcfc game mm -mm, no. the detroit soccer team but, oh no but, but so that's, like, that's that. what that's what without yeah. the smoke and fire yeah yeah that's what japan baseball is, is different players have have mm -hmm. cheers and there's fight songs there's rally fight songs and there's songs. people hired by the teams who lead every section and stand at the bottom and lead rally fight songs and because you ultimately can't necessarily totally leave it up to the fans to be that organized like if it's my first game I need someone at the bottom of my section who's like yelling out the cheers and coordinating when we're doing them which is what DCFC does which it would be so easy for the Padres to hire 30 people who already love the Padres and give them free drink vouchers and tickets to every game and pay them ten dollars an hour to come stand at the bottom of every section and lead chance and, and people give them, would be, give them inflatable noisemakers people would yeah. love it 
Yeah. People would like, I think attendance would skyrocket if they did that. I mean, the thing about baseball, the really hard thing about baseball is you need a way to like make things happen between the action. And baseball exactly. has not grown with the times. Yeah. So that like, you know, the little jumbotron put a ball underneath an animatronic hat and it spins around and then yeah. we all guess. That shit is tired. It, it, it's really, it's really outdone. I mean, honestly, that's the teams don't even need to be good. You know, people love... Well, people love people the love Savannah the, Bananas. People love the Savannah yes. Bananas. People love the Hanshin Tigers who are, like, notable losers. Like, they've yeah. never won the, 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 the World Series of Japanese baseball in a really long time. They've yeah. only won it once. And they're the arch nemesis of the Tokyo Giants who have won far and away the most, probably because of cheating. Yeah. Um, but, like, they are just as beloved. The bad teams and the good teams are just as beloved in Japan. Because yeah. like there's a still a focus on a regionalist. It's a small country, but it's an event. You go, there's songs. Baseball's yeah. problem is people are sitting yeah. for almost the entire game. Well, we're outside of my area of knowledge, but isn't the same thing true of like shitty English Premier League soccer teams, like teams that haven't won in three generations, but their their fans won't miss a game and go loyally to watch them lose three to nothing every single game because it's the like whole environment and culture that you build when you have chanting and things other than just fucking mm -hmm. s people in suits racing around the game once around the stadium once a game and the other bullshit they do like basketball can get away with that because basketball is non-stop movement but i think what we're maybe getting to that i didn't realize at the beginning of this conversation is that baseball keeps focusing on trying to change the game and it's not the game, the, the actual physical gameplay that needs to be changed. It's how do you excite people live around the moments of the gameplay? How do you simulate that in maybe more entertaining ways in the way that you broadcast games? And then how do you advertise and promote the players? Like It's how do we fill in the moments in between the action? It's not a problem with the action. And it's like there the is whole, plenty of action. Go ahead. Yeah, sorry. it's the whole experience, and then it's marketing the yeah. experience. And again, like I keep bringing up classical music because I work in marketing for classical right. music for the Detroit Symphony Orchestra, and it's the same thing. It's like people want an experience now, especially like post-pandemic mindset or post like lockdown portion of the pandemic, um, and it's they just want the value needs to be higher and it needs to be a whole experience and it it can take a while it can take a mm -hmm. whole day a half day whatever like yeah. just people care about the whole thing and then yeah. like because of you know internet culture people care about authenticity and feeling connected to people uh yeah. whether yeah. they know them or not so that's like where the players kind of come in because yeah. same thing with like musicians on the stage like the more you feel like you know the person, the more connected you're going to feel. Yeah, yeah. And so it's like it's fundamentally the same. And the Savannah Bananas thing, um, like a coworker brought that up. And they're like sold out for like their they're whole seat. They're out. completely sold out. And it's amazing. It's just and like. And it's so, so silly. And it's, and it's so, so silly. silly and ridiculous. And it's not real competitive baseball because every oh. pitch is a balk. And like <laughs> there's ridiculous things that happen. They pause the game for dance breaks all the time. So that. The extent that that is overdone belongs in minor leagues. Oh, yeah, like yeah. I don't want professional baseball to look. Not like even that. minor leagues. They're independent. In independent league. Because yeah. then mm -hmm. if you bring that into professional, it's not really competitive anymore. You're just being silly. But like the spirit of like trying interesting things to motivate people without necessarily manipulating gameplay. Like mm -hmm. I would bet in the classical world, 
there's probably pressure and people who are like, well, here's how we fix it. We just need a rapper on the B- Beethoven. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, that's but happening. no, you actually, well, Beethoven, Beethoven's cool. Like Beethoven actually works. Like how do we get people invested in Beethoven? We don't have to change Beethoven by adding rap to it. You just need to, maybe that's an, oh, not a correct, that happens. Oh, no, a they're actually metaphor, but, trying to do that with like, like Drake and Tchaikovsky concert. And like maybe that's cool <laughs> in, in its own thing, but that doesn't need to be like, oh, this is where classical music needs to go. It can be its mm-hmm. own separate thing. But the, the thing yeah. about baseball is bringing it back to baseball for just a second is baseball has every single element you need. It has deeply rooted fans. Even the bad teams have deeply rooted mm-hmm. fans. It has alcohol and it has warm weather. Like mm-hmm. literally these are all the things you need to have a fun time outside. Yeah. Like yeah. Um, passion, so, alcohol and warm weather. And yeah. anything I mean, can happen. I mean, like literally the det- bad teams are the ones that should be experimenting with this. You know, if the Tigers went to the same people that do the soccer league and had the same mentality as like, you're going to be the, the cheer captain and you just put it all in the bleachers as an experiment. And I believe the soccer league captain people literally just get free tickets and a drink voucher. They don't even fucking pay them, I don't think. But they could pay them. They, <laughs> they could pay them. Pay the, they yeah. could pay the Tigers people. And they're giving away free tickets in that industry yeah. all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and so the problem, that is that is the way you fix it. Like that is... You need to commit to it for a long time, like yeah. seasons. You need to do like three seasons. We're going to keep this, even if it's bad. Yeah. You can have fun, funny shit that goes on in the concourse during rain delays. Yeah. You can have, you know, just like you have party fucking people and you blast it on social media. Yeah. And it's not hard. You you hire a team of seven creative people who can dance and are have good ideas to the Tigers team who get paid, you don't have to pay them that much. It doesn't have to be a full-time job even. And you have a little creative team that comes up with shit that is not the hat under the ball, but is actually like engaging fans. And then you hire your cheer captains around in all the sections. And boom, like you said, it might, the first time you go to a game and all of a sudden they're making you do cheers, you're probably like, eh, I didn't really, this is, I come to baseball games, I don't want no one to bother me. There's a couple people who do that. But by the end of season two, you've got whole groups of people going every time. Schools are trying to bring their whole group of kids to games because it's the funnest thing ever. Like Right. And in a city that deals with weird... When baseball, which has a huge weird representation thing, you can have these people be the people of color. You can have these people like yeah. be more connected. Like These can be ambassadors or for the sport. Or just be people who are representative of the cities. Right, yeah. yeah. More so. Yeah. As opposed to you walk at a Tigers game and you don't feel like you're in Detroit anymore. Right, um, which, is a, which, is a pro- which is a problem. Yeah, yeah. You know, and capping this off, Miami, we went to a Miami Marlins game, which is a very weird experience because there's so few people there. But they do. They have like a marching bucket band thing. And people are into it. In that section, in the yeah. right field corner, people are like into the game. And they're into what the band's going to do. They're going to play Tetris. They're going to play whatever ratchet shit they're going to do. Like, and But it's like it makes that part of being there exciting. And that's where we sat. And it's like, oh, this is like kind of fun. It's a little bit weird because you're not used to it in a baseball context. It's also yeah. weird that it's the only thing going on at completely empty stadium yeah um but like it's fun it made the game yeah. enjoyable for us right i mean like it might have credit yeah. for 80 percent of the attendance of a marlins game <laughs> i thought about that too All when you thousand brought up people yeah. like yeah. soccer and and the other thing i thought of real fast was like my brother was never a soccer fan and moved to charlotte north carolina recently and now he's all about it because of like team. the community feeling and the excitement yeah. and i don't even think it has to do with the team he just likes going 
Yeah. Right now he's going out to like bars and stuff to watch it. But he was like, when we were there, he was like, I, I'm considering getting season tickets so I can like go to the games okay. all the time. So this is someone who never, we never grew up watching soccer and he just likes this, the experience. Yeah, man. The thing is you just need to make all 81 home games an event of some sort. You know what yeah. I mean? Like even if it's just songs and dances and yeah. simple cheers, but like you know you will make your money back as it's stadium if you pull it off the money that you invest in that you will more than make back in just like the culture that you build around people wanting to go to games people caring about games in a different way because people want to be in a community again yeah. after covid people want to be part of something that's exciting and fun yeah. and baseball is exciting and fun you just need to dress up the interstitial moments between the action which yeah. are really not that much i mean yeah. It's great. It'll be great for rivalries because you can have rivalry, rivaling yeah. like cheer groups or whatever yeah. you want to call them. Yeah. I mean, yeah. No, we could we could go all day about this. So I, I won't add much more. But I'm just like, I I think this is really it. Like I think it's a huge key to how baseball should evolve. Like, and my last thought on it is: picture at a game. If you've ever been to a game with someone who does not watch baseball and is not really invested. The probably the most excited they get all game, unless there's a big home run, is when the wave starts. That is the most simple, minuscule piece of entertainment of all time, and that can be the most exciting part of a baseball game for someone who doesn't like baseball. Is just doing watching the wave it go and watching it go around, <laughs> and you're like, hey, the base, and you're like, the bases are loaded, and they're like. Went to the upper deck. Like <laughs> you're like, it's damn. True. But like, imagine if you had stuff like that, but that's that actually brings you into the game instead of distracting you from the game. Like cheers for the player, like you said. So I start to understand who this player is because he has a specific cheer for him every time he goes up that I have memorized just off of going to two games. Right, and it makes the mediocre like the two, <gasps> the two seventy hitter. The, the mediocre player, the pitcher with a four ERA, it makes them local celebrities yeah. inside of, like, they don't need to be the superstar. They don't need to be Miguel Cooper yeah. hitting 500 home runs, which won't happen again for probably the rest of our lives. You know, I mean, it's just, it's a big thing to do. It's a hard thing to do. Yeah. Hit a lot of home runs. But it makes, like, the mediocre players, like, be loved in their markets. I mean, I just think it's, it's, it's you're right. It, this is a simple fix. Yeah. But we should we should move on. Right, moving on. Time Although, for I appreciate oh, where last this, word. Oh, I get the last word. I was gonna say I appreciate that we went on a tangent because it started with the pitch clock, but I think that is what we talked about is the center of the It is. That's the, the center stuff. of what the pitch why the pitch clock matters is like this idea of like making baseball something that excites people, that becomes a part of the culture, which is why they're trying to change the pitch clock and we just don't think that's the, the right move. I think we all agree. It's it's never just the it's it's not the game that needs. I mean, this should help the ball in play, but you have the ball in play, you have more people in the stands. You got you got to keep formula. them there. Yep. Yeah. All right, moving on to over under. Okay. Um, so brought to you this? by Keeps, brought to you by. Oh, uh, this is uh, Draft Queens. Draft Queens illegal, and illegal in Oklahoma. Draft Queens and our co-sponsor and illegal in Oklahoma in Tennessee. Our, our co-sponsor Maury's Mor- Rugs. Rugs. Maury's Rugs. Yes. Uh, yeah, our dog, our dog's a fan. Loves Maury's rugs. Maury's rugs uh, buy the ointment when you use them. Right, <laughs> comes with a disin- <laughs> comes with an antibiotic. 
Um, so uh, I've got I've got one an over under for you first, Andrew. Okay, go for it. Um, for both and of us or for both of you, for both of you. So this one uh, kind of goes back to that like uh, smartphone generation thing, but over under seventy nine point five times per day that you check your phone. That's about five times an hour if you consider sixteen waking hours. 80 would be five times an hour. So over under 79.5 times a day that you for me? L- go I, down, look at, and unlock your phone to check something. Can I answer for Andrew? Oh. <laughs> 80 is under for me. I, I, will, I look at my phone a lot. So you're saying over. 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 You're yeah, saying yeah, over. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, you're over. Yeah. Uh, I would say you're under. I'm under. under. However, if it was how many times... When you're looking at your phone, you open your mail apps, like your email apps, I'd be way over. Yeah. I, that's my biggest obsession on my phone, which I don't like. Yeah, me too. It's, I, I'm, I'm a very, I have pretty much all my notifications up except calls, texts, and email, mm-hmm. but I'm Same. all over the emails. Um, I'm probably over as well. I'm like, I'm really bad with, even though I don't get notifications from Instagram and I hid it away in a folder where I have to like <laughs> scroll four you times. You can delete it and not even be able to click on it. And so you have to search it. Yeah, no, that's probably no, the next I, step for that's me. That's what I do for my email. I still check it all the time. But I, I thought it was all, it's all hidden away. It's still, it's like muscle memory now, like swipe up code, swipe, swipe folder, swipe, swipe, click, open. And like, I don't even realize I'm on Instagram. I just did like an 18 step password verification. Right, yeah. and I didn't even notice I did it. You know what? I know we're at this off topic, but you know what's been really helpful for me? And I do have an Apple Watch, which kind of allows me to do this because I have text notifications that go to my Apple Watch. I leave my phone on a completely different floor when I mm, really don't want to yeah. be looking at it, like especially in the evening. And it really helps and you feel like a relief because yeah. I'm like, compulsive about looking at things and i don't have the apple watch but i do get uh, my i do buzz on my fitbit if my phone rings so at least that way i know i'm not going to miss a call so i can really put the phone away it's nice Um, you should try it it feels very relaxing yeah yeah i uh i spend so much time out of town i think that's where the habit like i'm alone Mm -hmm. a lot so that's where the habit of like checking a lot and it just like bleeds over once you kind of like form that addictive yeah, microdosing endorphins. <laughs> we, if you'll allow me, I have a connected one that we can do really Go briefly. For it. So I'll the, allow it. The connected one. Thank you. Uh, appreciate that. I didn't allow it. Okay. Just well, uh, only Andrew will answer and listen. <laughs> um, over, over under two point five times per day that you drop your phone. Under. 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 I'm. It's a tough line for me. I'm. I might. I'm. I'm under on a lot of days, but the average, I might do little stand up with my phone on my lap, get out of the car with the phone on the lap. Can I remind you that you just dropped your phone during just this podcast? Just dropped my phone during this podcast, so that's already one against me. I think I dropped my phone off the bed getting out of bed this morning. Um, so, like, yeah. I, th- I have to say I'm probably over. I am definitely, yeah, definitely under. That's, like, my first time this week. Okay. And you, like, almost caught it three times. Yeah, it is true. Okay. Okay. I'm alone there. All right. I did drop my phone down two flights of stairs once, so it, it made you, it through. You, you spent it all at once, Teresa. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Andrew. Um, okay. Uh, mine is baseball-related, Un- unintentionally. We don't know what we're doing when we go into these. So mm. um, so mine is a, a bit morbid, but uh, and fittingly, our screensaver of the Red Sox winning the World Series went off. Oh, uh, no, that's fine. <laughs> um, 
Over under Red Sox wins, the line is 81. They will be a 500 team. That's the easiest under I've under. punched all year. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. 100 losses. Um, over 100 losses, I think. This year is going to be really rough. Oh, I don't know enough, but... You know what? I'll be optimistic. I'll say under, just... So that Andrew's happiness stays at a consistent level. It gets to a point, though, where you, you just have to stop caring. That's yeah, true. I just, I think that, I think, you know, in our lifetime, they haven't, correct me if I'm wrong, in our lifetime, they haven't ever been really bad. The, 20, the year of the pandemic, the shortened pandemic season, they were really bad. They lost a lot of games that year. Okay. Um, they would, were on pace for 100 losses that year. Okay. So this year, I, I think is the bottom it might not be the bottom of a rebuild unfortunately the way that stuff works out but it could be close to the bottom of a rebuild it happens you know it is what it is but i do think that they've mismanaged every decision they've made in the past few years and so they've had they've pushed themselves into a rebuild and they're gonna probably lose 108 games yeah i'm guessing that they will lose like 102 games okay um I do think, and we're not. This is not a Red Sox podcast. It's not a baseball podcast. I do think that the Red Sox know what they're doing. I think that like they maybe have mismanaged the most recent decisions, but they've won a lot of World Series in the last than this. Not with this GM. Not with this GM. Uh, but you know, if this GM's any indication, he'll be gone. And uh, hopefully, who is it right now? Heim Bloom. Oh, never even heard of him. Yeah. Damn. That's how far away. Very, very, very hated. I just miss Theo, man. I just miss Theo. Mm. I would, I would guess that Theo wants something to do with Boston, but he um, is not working for anyone. So yeah, even even the Dombrow was was all right. I mean, the Phillies got to the World Series when no one thought they they yeah. would have any business being there. Theo and the Dombrow both. Um, I just think that we'll see how it pans out. The 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 Padres have spent silly money. On a very few pairs. spent three fifty on Machado. Yeah, today <laughs> or yesterday. Right? Uh, yeah, yeah, no, today. That was yeah. that was this morning. So we'll see how it all pans out. Okay, Teresa, what's your over under? Okay, <clears throat> this is a one where you guess estimation. Um, Zivon will scratch on the gate twenty times to go outside. You need to do a trigger warning. So when you do is this. is is one scratch. Scratch, look at you, scratch. Is that two or scratch, 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 scratch? Individual scratches. Like, like and then he walk away, come back later, and that's the second. No, every, I think it's oh, every. Over for sure. <laughs> over, what's the, what's the line? What's the... 20. Oh, over. He's already done Because if, if you ignore him for 92 <laughs> seconds, he'll bang out 30 of them. <laughs> Just right there in one sitting. <laughs> we were downstairs talking earlier, and he did yeah. probably like 20. Yeah. And I, I was like, okay, fine. <laughs> now, 20 unique instances True. in a day would be a harder line for me. but. Did... Uh, yeah, you received yeah. a phone call, and I declined it. Oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, well, so... Yeah, no, he's he's a, he's gonna he's gonna. He's an animal. Yeah, yeah. Literally. he is he literally. literally. Well, that's over under. We look forward to hearing from a full <laughs> mailbag next week. Yeah, um, a mail sack. A mail sack, if you will. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, um, small brains, big picks, and mail, mail sacks. <laughs> yeah, we'll drain our mail sack <laughs> next. Sponsored next time. by Draft Queens. Sponsored yeah. by Draft Queens. Yes, and Warriors rug. <laughs>
Never too late to do a shot of penicillin. <laughs> okay. After Maury's Rugs. Right. <laughs> that could be gangrene. Maury's Rugs. Bring a new meaning to carpet burn. Maury's Rugs. <laughs> Open your window. Keep air moving. Maury's Rugs. Get your annual STD check from your doctor. Sponsored by Maury's Rugs. They do sponsor STD checks now. I forgot that. I forgot that. In collaboration with the Red Cross. Right, yes, yeah. I'm out. I'm done. I got no more. Okay. All right, moving on to my describe you a thing. Okay? Yeah, talk to me. Okay, so let me start this with a question. So my question is, Mm. when do you think the longest flight happened? The longest continuous time in the air? In an airplane. It is an airplane. It's not a helicopter. Um, when do you think this occurred? Uh, n- 1997. Okay. Teresa? Um, a 1975. Okay. <laughs> and how long do you think it was? 13 hours. No, I'm sorry. 20 hours. That's two. That's two. <laughs> That could be three. <laughs> That's two. It's two, two at least. Two in this. Two on on recording. Um, twenty-two hours. Okay, and you said thirteen hours. I up to twenty. Up to twenty. Up to 20. Okay, so <clears throat> the longest record. The record took place in nineteen fifty-nine. Would you like to wow. uh, revise your hour estimates? Uh, no, I'm going to keep it. It should be less than 20 hours, right? No. No, you can. I'm just saying you can revise it. Oh, no. I'll just keep it, whatever. I don't know. All right. The record is 64 days, 18 hours, and 26 minutes. How does it stay? Is this a hot air balloon? No, no. This is a, this is a, a two-person plane that was... Okay. What about fuel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm now, I'm now oh, going to describe this okay, to you. Okay, great. I like this setup. So the year was 1959. Mm-hmm. The place just outside Las Vegas, Nevada. And... Las Vegas was encountering something of a renaissance as, or not renaissance, it was reinventing itself as a, the gambling capital of the world. Okay. And they said, we really need a way to build this to people. We need gimmicks, much like baseball. We need gimmicks to sell it. So this guy's like, I could, I'll go up in a plane and fly the banner around and mm-hmm. I'll do it for a long time. Okay. And they said, oh, how long do you think you do it? It's like a few days. And they're like, bullshit because of fuel and he's just like no i think i could do it like i'll do it as long as i can and so he did it for 64 days well initially he did it for like a month and then he did it for like 64 days a and a separate occur- a occasion. separate occurrence wow. yeah so these two guys uh robert tim with two m's and john cook uh flew aboard a 4 seat aircraft over las vegas for 64 days and the way they did this is they no instruments there was just like a manual plane, like they had to fly it, glide it. There's no autopilot, um, and they took turns and shifts. Okay. Um, and the obvious question is, how did they go to the bathroom? And the other it, one is, how did they put fuel in their plane? Right. Um, so the way they do it is, they would fly low, along like a flat. They'd get like you know like thirteen, fourteen feet off the ground, staying in the air, which is very difficult to do. Yeah. And they would fuel the truck they would be past fuel from a truck that would match their speed and it would ma- it'd bring them the fuel up into their plane and then they would refuel it in the air. Whoa. If this doesn't sound like a movie, 
I don't know what does. Why? Yeah, we need yeah. to make the movie about this. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah, we, we need to buy the rights. Also, why isn't there a movie about how Las Vegas became the gambling capital of the, the need, U.S.? We need Mom. a movie about that structured around the yeah, planes. But someone came up with the idea. Right, It wasn't right. the mafia that came up with the idea. Yeah, they just right. probably helped facilitate it <laughs> and fund it. But right. yes, we need a movie. Wow. So the guy who, who flew it was a, a World War II pilot. And... Uh, Basically, they'd sleep like eight-hour shifts, and they'd fly, and they'd piss and shit in a bucket, and then dump that out over the uh, <laughs> over the desert. Why not nice. just take like a landing? Why why they need to do just to set a record or? Well, because they were getting paid by how much time they were in the air. Mm. And were people betting on this, or was that pre? That, this, that like was pre. On that, that was pre. That it was just more like they'd fly the banner around and around. Because draft queens would have draft uh, queens some would crazy be deals: a hundred dollars yeah. off your first bet on the flight when the first flight poop dump is. <laughs> right. <laughs> and the way they uh, um, they did this from like November to January. Okay. So they spent Christmas. In the plane by themselves, this just these two guys. Okay. And when they did the fuel, that's also when they got their food. And the, so they had to do the fueling how are quite they, often. How are they in 1959 passing food up into a plane? Like camp through a pulley system. <laughs> Whoa. So they'd like tie it off and they'd use a pulley to pull it up or just a rope hanging for, for some of it. Yeah. And so they'd pull this all up into the plane and then they'd sort it out. And the thing that was the big issue, I mean, among the issues is like one, they had to do it the, during this time of year because the engines would overheat okay. in the summer. They would, they, the engines would overheat and fail uh, and they'd die yeah. um, or jump out of the plane with a parachute. They kept it relatively low to the ground for the majority of the time. Like they wouldn't get really, really high, um, like, you know, 400, 500 feet in the air most of the time. Um, and the way that they, uh, they almost a couple of times they both fell asleep, and so there's times where the airplane was flying just on its own. Did yeah. that give you like PTSD? Yes. <laughs> if your dad was yes, flying the yes. plane, <laughs> Brian Sawyer would not be cut out for this. Yikes. Um, Yikes. No offense. Sorry. No offense. Sorry. Nor would I. <laughs> One of our biggest fans. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, and uh, the they it took I, I was wrong. It took them four attempts. So I I, I found the article. And I read this, but do you want to see the picture? Of them passing yes. stuff back and forth. That looks oh, wow. so fake. That's crazy. Okay, yeah, this needs to be a movie. Yeah, absolutely. This is really cool. Yeah. So, <clears throat> how did you hear about this? Uh, I CNN. Um, I was watching it silently uh, on the plane, <laughs> and uh, my very short two-hour flight to Dallas, and I saw like, oh, that looks crazy. I looked it up, and it's, it is crazy. So the mm. thing that caused them to fail was not human error, not them going crazy. They didn't kill each other. The thing that pumped the gas from the from the cab to the engine, the tank failed, and they could no mm. longer get the gas to the tank. They could have mm. done it forever. So they would have kept on going had that not been the case. Yeah. Um, and now here's the interesting thing. Well, the other interesting thing about this. The reason this came up in the news recently is because there was a solar-powered drone that nearly beat their record but failed. And that's wow. and no one's ever even come close. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Wow. That's, that is crazy. You would think the drone would have beat their record, but yeah, yeah the, dr not. the drone couldn't, can't, couldn't, couldn't stay in the air as long as these people do. Because drones, I guess, are like 
unpredictable. They're so fine-tuned to be like they need to land given yeah. certain conditions. Whereas these guys could like basically work on the plane if things broke in the air. Well, Jeez, human wild. nature, stubborn as fuck. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Damn. So that the more well, you know. Thank you, you for go. sharing, bro. Yeah. That was that, good. That I was like cool. That. that was interesting. Yeah. 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 So the articles on CNN, uh, Cook and and Tim were the guys' names. Tim Cook. It wasn't Tim Cook. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tim with two M's. Ooh, huh. huh? Yeah. There you Timothy. go. Mm, folk. Yeah. Yeah. You don't. You don't. You don't get normal flying for sixty-four days <laughs> yeah. in a row. Yeah. <laughs> Well, this has been this has been cool. I learned a lot. Yes, yeah, same. We spent a long time on baseball, so you know. Yeah. So, how often do we try and do these? Every once in a while, semi regular, right? Semi regular, yeah. As as my doctor recommends, we all be semi regular. Okay. And you will too <laughs> if you start to <laughs> if you eat off Maury's rug. You too yeah. will be semi regular. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Wow. Well, thanks, thanks, guys. Appreciate y'all time, and uh, let's get back to uh, whatever we do on Sundays at Haverhill. All right. Okay. Bye. Au revoir. I'll see you soon.